paid program is furnished by Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island. It is for basic entertainment and informational purposes only and is solely responsible for its content. It does not necessarily reflect the views of Cumulus Media, its management, or its staff. AM 790 Talk and Business presents Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next Waterfire event in downtown Providence, plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now, here's your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. And hello, 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 everybody. It is a gorgeous Thursday, and I'm so glad because I thought it was going to rain today, but no. I uh, was in Newport a little bit earlier, looking out at the ocean and thinking to myself, now this is what we've been waiting for, because for the last couple of shows, I had to open up and say, uh, Mother Nature, really, what is wrong? Because uh, Mother Nature couldn't figure it out. But uh, today, it's absolutely gorgeous. It looks like the weather this weekend is going to be nice as well. Uh, and there's a lot, lot going on, not only this weekend, um, but in the upcoming weekends. So we've got lots to talk about today, um, because again, this weekend, there is a water fire lighting, but it's a small basin lighting. And that's not supposed to be but a small basin lighting, actually. And it's a basin lighting, but it's huge because the president of Portugal is going to be here, uh, as well as the prime minister of Portugal. So we're going to be talking to the Rhode Island Day of Portugal group later on in the show and finding out their run of show, which will take place on Saturday and Sunday. And yes, we get to uh, welcome all these incredible dignitaries here to Rhode Island. Um, but what I'm really excited about, uh, as well, is I have an incredible co-host with me today who I've had on the show before, but he always just makes everything that much more fun because he's so involved in Rhode Island. Um, he knows all about food and wine in Rhode Island and events, and he's been helping us out at Waterfire uh, as a friend and a supporter for years, but we're going to get into the nitty-gritty about restaurants and food and the Cianci Foundation and just so much more that, all right, if you don't know Rick Simone, <laughs> he's the guy that's here with me. Uh, you've probably seen him all about town because I swear you should run for mayor, Rick. Um, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time. I know you've got so much that is happening right now, uh, but thanks for coming in. And uh, Absolutely. It's, I'm very happy to be here. It's always a good time with you and you, Barnaby, the whole crew over there at Waterfire have been friends since the founding of Waterfire, since it first launched. So it's always exciting to work with you guys, and you do a great job on this. So thank you for having me. So for you, has it been interesting to see the evolution of Waterfire? Because remember in the beginning, it was only 11 or 12 braziers. Right, yeah. Uh, I mean, the evolution of Waterfire as a whole from what's happened and transformed in downtown. I mean, when, when Waterfire, Waterfire first started, the uh, you know G-Tech building, or what it's called now, the... That wasn't there. You know, exactly. the, the condos at Water Place weren't there. Jackie's wasn't there. Was the mall there at that time? No, the mall was not there. The mall started construction after that. Oh, all right. See, so, I wasn't living here. I think I was in England at the time. But Yeah. It, it's. I mean, the transfer. there used to be uh, the Gravity Games and the X Games used to take place at those two dirt piles on either side of the Water Place Basin. So to see the, the transformation of what the city's become, and, and you know, it, some credit to, to Waterfire for the draw and the attention that it's brought to Rhode Island as a whole. So it, it is an amazing thing. The, the fire now extend towards the mall, which never happened. So. No, we just started that a couple of years yeah. back, I and mean, we're able to extend in that way. And, you know, I guess always it's a, it's a matter of funding with us, but wouldn't it be nice to be able to extend them a little bit further down, be too? Fantastic. Um, and then we used to do, do you remember this, right next to the Citizens Bank building, 
they would not so if people are going down the water fire installation right yep. you, let's start you at the basin and you walk by cafe nuovo and then the citizens bank building and now you just keep on following forward we used to actually have like a little branch off there to right. the right of the citizens bank building yeah um i think we need to get some of the the rubble out of there in yeah. order to make that happen again yeah i know it's a kind <laughs> of a little uh, construction site but that's i mean the progress of the city has been just uh, unbelievable what's happening and you know to you guys now that you've got the art the water fire arts center that you've got for events you know who mm -hmm. would have thought about that 10 years ago never well i don't yeah. think any of us really imagined it being what it is and this is why i'm also so glad because you have seen so much of this evolution and that also includes the restaurants and the Absolutely. events that happen here and that's really what I'd like to start delving into because you have a show now, right, with Go I Local? I do, I do, with Go Local Prod. Thanks to Josh Fenton and the crew over there for about, oh God, like 15, 16 months now. I've been hosting The Taste once a week on Wednesdays from uh, 3 to 4 p.m. And it's been, it's exciting. Truthfully, it's, you know, I'm calling it my hobby that's fun because I, I literally once a week get to go on and talk about things that I'm passionate about and give people an opportunity to come on Go Local Prod to talk about things that they wouldn't normally get that opportunity to do. And, okay. you know, we're covering dining, entertainment, events, a lot of wine, because I'm a wine enthusiast, as mm -hmm. a lot of people know. Um, so it's a really unique opportunity to be able to do that and to bring these people on. And, and it, it's, you know, it started out that we were just doing Rhode Island. So when I first began with Go Local, it was concentrating on Rhode Island restaurants, and it's kind of morphed into this thing where now we get guests like Lydia Bastanich that Skypes in. And, you know, you really? Know, oh, yeah. Okay. Fam and famous winemakers from all over the world that are doing Skype in things. So we've had guests that are ranging from regional to international. We've had, you know, Fall River, Boston, Italy was just on with me two weeks ago, Italy, Boston. So, okay. Yeah. So it, it's a lot of fun. Um, but it, it's a nice because I think you know, from the news perspective of what Go Local covers is that it's, we're educating people. Yeah. You know, they're getting like, this week's show was about preparing for Father's Day, mm -hmm. which I thought was fantastic because, you know, dad's kind of, we kind of get backseated a little bit, you know, but Mother's Day, You feel like you get backseated just, just as a, little a dad? Bit. Oh. Yeah. yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. But, the, you know, the Mother's Day becomes this massive celebration and, you know, there's hundreds and thousands of people going out and dining in these restaurants or going to events. So I wanted the dads to have the same thing. And we had, you know, just to kind of talk about my guests this week, if yeah, that's all right. We had, um, we had Tel Aviv from the waterfront in Providence on. We had Flemings that joined us from the Omni in downtown Providence. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also had Ironworks Tavern, which is in Warwick. A lot of people forget about the great restaurants in yeah. Warwick. And then my the, the other guest that I had, which was unique and kind of going over this event side of concepts, was Anne-Marie Hone's Blackbird Farm in Smithfield. Okay. So she's in this Lincoln-Smithfield area, and Blackbird Farm supplies dozens and dozens of restaurants throughout the state with their Angus beef and their pork. That's why I've heard of yeah, them. It's, yeah, it's an amazing thing, but she's now launching... Uh, this farmer's market that's going to start Father's Day weekend and the farmer's market is Rhode Island driven so it's all Rhode Island farmers mm -hmm. and where so it can't be something that's made outside in Connecticut or Massachusetts has to be that and Eat Drink R.I. Uh, David Dedekin who does a wonderful job is producing this with her nice. and she's launching this really cool other thing she converted this horse trailer okay. literally a horse trailer that would drive horses around mm -hmm. into what is going to now be the Moo Moo ice cream trailer. The Moo Moo ice cream Moo Moo trailer. ice cream trailer. Okay. It, and it, she, it, like, it's got a tiled floor in it. It's got all the ice cream things. They're doing fountain sodas. Nice. The, the, uh, the, the, the milk and the cream and stuff is coming from Rody Fresh. Mm -hmm. So it's, and she's launching that every day of the week. And she's launching that Father's Day weekend. All right. So when she launches the um, farmer's market you were just talking about, which yeah. is all local products, where is that exactly? That's going to be at Blackbird Farms Farm Stand. So right there okay. in Smithfield. Um, you know, look up Blackbird, you're going to find it, or look up Eat Drink R.I., you're going to find all the, the information on this. And it, if you go to um, 
Go Local Prof's Facebook or website or my Facebook, um, which is Rick D. Simone. You're going to see the interviews from yesterday. Yeah. And it's when I tell you, you you'll laugh because I'm sitting there eating and drinking on air. I'm having glasses of wine, having great conversations with these people. It becomes a fun educational component, and I, I think. Thankfully, and thanks to you know Josh Fenton and the group over there and the people that watch it, 15, 16 months later, it's still going well. All right, so let's so there's Father's Day weekend. People can go to Blackbird Farm. That sounds like a lot of fun it, too. It's because a unique thing to do. Yeah, yeah, you can buy everything that you want and then cook for Dad, right? Absolutely, and that's what I was saying yesterday. She brought in. She's showing these like 18 ounce burgers, like not an eight or 12 ounce burger, like these 18 ounce burgers that were amazing. Black mm-hmm. Angus beef steak tips, the sausage. Like I'm sitting there, like oh my god, I hope my family's going to hint to go stop <laughs> over there. So, Do you, I, I think that's a hint. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> my son better be listening. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. So, they, I mean, the whole go local movement, though. There are some great farmers markets. I'm sure that you've seen. I've seen the one at the end of um, Blackstone Boulevard. Yeah. Sorry, you know, in Hope Street. Hope Street, yeah. And yeah. just to me, it's phenomenal to see everything that we have here in Rhode Island. I always say, for a really little state, we have amazing things and amazing food i mean look at daniele i mean some of the best prosciutto and And, and people don't even realize it's being produced here and done here no unbelievable no so i'll be in new york and i'll be like my friend's (laughs) company makes that you know that's from rhode island but there is there's a lot of like little hidden treasures in rhode island do you have any um that you would like to highlight well you know another one came to mind and i wish i had the opportunity to have them on the the taste yesterday was that the steel yard and i actually just got mm-hmm. to meet this gentleman on a trip to new york ironically representing the city he was there with us and we were representing for tourism and i got to meet this gentleman that runs the steel yard now this thing is on sims street in providence and i, I still haven't had a chance to go over but they're running this father's day thing kind of this weekend early okay. where it's um uh being done by Jim Nellis and it's like barbecue and bacon and beer that's this weekend to celebrate and then for Father's Day he's running these cool packages where you could come with your kids and learn how to make things in steel so he's teaching you this process Mm -hmm. of how you can use recycled metals and different steel objects that are over there and getting a tour of the art and he's doing that on actual Father's Day weekend that's fun so again something else that's different to do all right now let's say for those other people that want to go out to restaurants who's got the best can you name four places or five places without uh, I, getting in trouble well i gotta tell you i mean my guest yesterday got a, a lot of credit already and you can see them on facebook and on golocalprov.com but one of them i uh, from yesterday that i got a highlight was amazing was fleming's brought in this tomahawk steak okay. we, we have a picture of this this thing literally looks like a tomahawk it's 35 ounces Okay. It was amazing, amazing. It's a Flintstone oh steak. Oh, my God, it was unreal. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I can't highlight them enough because of what they're doing for that over there. But, you know, the restaurants that are out there that run things, you forget that these restaurants are doing these things. Like, there's brunches for Father's Day. People are like, oh, Dad just stays home and lays on his hammock and don't want to go anywhere. I don't know a dad that wants to do that until the afternoon anyways. Uh-huh. You know, in the morning we'd like to go out. But, you know, Cafe Nuovo's got a great thing going on. They're always a big, big favor of mine. Castle Hill does an amazing, amazing Father's Day brunch that they have. Is it there. hard to get into Castle Hill, though, at this so, time? I mean, it's Newport and it's summer. Well, I mean, just like with any favorite holiday, you should be making a reservation no matter what. And yeah. Castle Hill, they're, they're seating quadruples, you know, in, in the summertime. You can sit out on the lawn. Yeah. You can sit out on the deck. People kind of forget that, yeah, the summer gets busier, but they also have more capacity. And they've got that. It's always a jazz brunch, isn't yeah. it, for the most part, which yeah. is a lot of fun. So, yeah, people should check those places out. And before we got on air, we were talking about well, when we first got on air we were talking about transformation and what you've seen because Rhode Island is known and Providence specifically um, 
but yeah, all of Rhode Island actually, um, is known for our incredible, diverse uh, culinary delights. Let's just put it that way. I mean, four and five star restaurants, right? James yeah. Baird Awards left and right. So some people I heard recently saying, well, there's a lot of restaurants that aren't making it that are leaving. But you said to me, well, there's a lot of places that are here, though, that right. have just opened up. You know, it's always, the, unfortunately, when somebody closes, especially if they've been around for a long time, they always tend to get a lot of attention. And there's two restaurant, restaurants that closed recently that were tremendous restaurants. Paragon, which had been around for over 20 years. The same for Exo that had been there for over 20 years. And they were really, uh, you know, legendary restaurants in my mind in Providence. Um, so they're, they're sorely going to be missed. But we are such a foodie state mm -hmm. as a whole. Um, and Johnson & Wales deserves a lot of credit for that because they've been able to train the talent not just from the culinary in the kitchen side but on the management and the hospitality side. And thankfully, a lot of those individuals are staying in I Rhode was going to say, are those the owners of these new restaurants that are popping up? In, are these grads? Yeah, in, in some cases. So, you know, I covered new restaurants, um, oh, God, I think two weeks ago that I covered new restaurants. And one of them was a Johnson Wales grad um, that was born in Korea, never had left his country until he, uh, I shouldn't say, never had left Europe until he came to go to Johnson and Wales. And he got his degree at Johnson and Wales. The restaurant he just opened up is on Westminster Street. It's called Oh Boy. Mm -hmm. and, and it's this new, well, relatively new sous-fe style cooking where everything is steamed. So there's no convection ovens. There's no grills. There's no anything there. Okay. And he's doing this really unique Asian flair style menu. I had him on the show, and then my wife and I dined there last Friday. And he's a Johnson and Wales grad. He said that he felt so connected to Rhode Island. And the attributes that we had here is that he left for a short time after graduation, went to New York, came back, and then he's taken a big chance of opening up this beautiful space, very rustic style space in the heart of downtown Providence. And it's called Oh Boy? Oh Boy. Yeah, Are, yeah. And affordable? Are, yeah, so because people, that's one thing. People also wonder what's affordable and what's you know, not. And everybody has different, you know, variations of what that means to them. I can tell mm -hmm. you that we had a bottle of wine, appetizers, dinner, and dessert, and it came to less than $100. Nice. You know, for the two, my wife and I. So it, it was, to me, that's to me that's affordable. But I, I also spend more on drinking wine. So, <laughs> um, but, you know, and then dr just across the street to them, not connected to Johnson & Wales, but connected to the foodie culture that we've established um, is Yolenes. Now, Yolenes is a Greek restaurant. Uh, right down the street is Cleo's that opened up. I think Cleo's has been open about a year now. Mm -hmm. um, so now you've got two Greek destinations on Westminster Street as well. But Yolenes, I'm comparing it to Italy. If you're familiar with Italy, which is in New York, Boston, now L.A., it's an Italian mecca of everything Italian when you walk into it. It's uh, a shopping market. It's dining, multiple restaurants. Um, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yolenis is taking this model of bringing Greece to the United States, and they have one that they launched in Greece, and this is their first one in the United States, and they want it to be their flagship as a model that they launched in Providence. Nice. And it's it's the old the old uh, Tilden Thurber building, Stanley Weiss used to own it, right on the corner there of, uh, I believe, Matthewson and Westminster next to Grace Church, Hotel Providence is across the street, throwing out landmarks because Rhode Islanders like those. Mm -hmm. um, P-Pack's right down the road. But it's two floors. They, they spent nice. an amazing amount of time and energy to make this authentic where it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You go in for breakfast and lunch, and it's counter style. You kind of go up and order what you want. The chefs are talking to you. It's open kitchen, and you can go sit down. And the marketplace is open from everything from dried fruits and nuts to honeys to olive oils. Like 
really, really amazing. See, these are wonderful places to yeah. know about because I don't know anymore. And sometimes somebody will ask me where to go to dinner, and I'm, I'm just not keyed into all the new places. So I know I can check you out on your <laughs> show and, and figure out where things are there. I also know that um, we've got a break in a minute, Rick, but I know that we have, uh, you were telling me there's a f big festival coming up. There is. We have the Federal Hill Summer Festival that is coming up relatively. Now it's really soon. It's going to be June, let's see. We are, my God, 22nd through the 24th of June happening on Federal Hill. And that's where we're closing from uh, Dean Street on Atlas Avenue to Sutton Street. So I, we can talk more about that, but a great big festival that comes to Federal Hill. Well, because we're going to be talking to the head of the Rhode Island Day of Portugal yeah. and the big festival happening there. And again, I'm so glad you're here with me because you are the king of festivals. And they put on a great one. I mean, and that's in conjunction with PVD Fest this weekend, too. I know This weekend's going to be yeah. absolutely a great weekend to be in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, everybody out there, it's Bronwyn Dannenfelter from Waterfire, and I'm speaking with Rick Simone, the man in the <laughs> know about everything going on events-wise and food-wise here in Rhode Island. When we come back, we're going to segue a little bit because, you know, Rick also does something with the Cianci Foundation, knows a lot about nonprofits and knows a lot about water fire and what it takes to put a water fire on. So we're going to actually talk to the volunteer manager over at Water Fire, uh, Jamie Leva, when we come back, and a water fire volunteer and talk about, yeah, how much it takes to put a water fire on and how much help we need in order to do so. So everybody, please do not change the dial. You are listening to Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM 790. Bronwyn Dannenfelzer and my co-host Rick Simone will be right back. The Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island with your host Bronwyn Dannenfelzer. Call Bronwyn now at 401-437-5000 or 888-345-0790 on AM 790 Talk and Business. And hello, 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 and welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790. And a very big and quick shout-out to National Grid. Um, it is because of National Grid that we are allowed to bring you information uh, like we're doing today with my co-host, Rick Simone, who's been telling us all about the places to be, the things to do, the things to eat, and we still haven't gotten to the other half, but all that's <laughs> all the wine to drink. So oh, hi, yeah. Rick. Thank you. You're welcome. It's fun being here. I'm having a good time. Awesome. We're glad to have you. And, you know, the one thing that I know about you is we were talking about this. You've been involved with Water Fire and watched it through its regression over since it's well since it began since its inception and knowing that you know how much it takes to put a water fire on Absolutely. in terms of volunteers because we could never even afford to do water fire without all the just the hard sweat and the love of our volunteer core at Water Fire. So I'm going to have you work with me, Alan, to talk to Jamie Leva, who is on the line, and she's the volunteer manager at Water Fire. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Bronwyn. Hey, Rick. How are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? Very good. Getting ready for our uh, basin lighting this Sunday. I know it's going to be really cool. There's going to you're going to the city's going to be jamming between PVD Fest and the uh, Day of Portugal and just our regular tourism business. It's going to be a crazy day. It absolutely will, and we're actually missing the rain, so it's going to be a beautiful day out as well. Awesome. Yeah, and I know you're putting together volunteers for Sunday, and do you still need some? We are. So this Sunday, um, there's just a lot going on with um, the celebration of the Day of Portugal. And in particular, we are looking for help for what we call our special ops volunteers. And these are our volunteers that help with any special event that's kind of outside the normal standard water fire event. Um, so for Sunday, we're actually going to have a torch procession that's beginning in the basin stage as part of lighting. And then we're going to be processing down to the Alex and Ani skating rink. And I don't want to spoil too much, but it is going to be a really, really awesome event. And it is a great 
uh, sort of firsthand and behind the scenes experience of water fire. And so we're looking for about five to six more volunteers uh, for this Sunday. Yeah, I think that people don't understand all the different opportunities um, that we have at Water Fire for people to be part of the artwork. And, you know, for some people, and we've already said it, and we'll be talking to the head of the day of Portugal later on, Jamie, but I mean, this is a really big deal. The president's going to be in town, the president of Portugal, the prime minister of Portugal. Yeah. We're, we're lighting fires with them. And this is an ability for people, one, to do something for the community, right? But yeah. also to, as you said, special ops. Now, who doesn't want a, a title like that? Rick, we could have you volunteer volunteer for special ops, put you in black, and it could be like, dun, dun, No, I've done it before. <laughs> I have. I've volunteered at a water fire before, and I've got to be a guest later. One time, Barnaby allowed me to be a guest later. <laughs> what did you do? He didn't allow you <laughs> back. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, but it was an amazing, it was funny. I was leaving an event, and I had to, and Barnaby said that, that I had to be in all black. Mm -hmm. So I was leaving the event, which I was in a suit and tie at. And I had to go change in the bathroom to be in all black so that I could get over on time to do the lighting. But, Jamie, it's fun to be in all black, right? And then there's lots of things that people can do at Waterfire. And thanks for lighting those fires. Oh, it was time. great. I had a blast. <laughs> so, it is. And, you know, I think I think people people don't don't see these volunteers. And it's all because, you know, we're, they become a part of our art. And, and the whole dressing in black is, is essentially because of that. And if you remember... You know, your first time at Waterfire, seeing everything kind of coming together the first time, me personally, you know, I just remember it all happening so seamlessly and so smoothly. And you just see things happen. And one minute, you know, there are boats coming into the basin and lighting's happening. All of a sudden, you look left and there's like a marching band coming down the stairs or there's like these Gendo Taiko drummers. And, you know, it all just happens. It all just happens and then it ends. And it's all, you know, it's all part of becoming a part of the art. So you get to see all these extraordinary things, and I think that's a, a very cool thing to highlight to people that volunteer is that, you know, you really become a part of some magical moments, the things that you see while you're there. You absolutely do, and, and, and that's honestly one of my favorite things about being at Waterfire is it's not just seeing the reactions of every, all those that attend Waterfire, but it's really seeing how, how much our volunteers are impacted and how much they're inspired by, by what they're doing, whether they're you know, on shore greeting people as they're walking through the installation or they're on the boats and lighting um, the fires or feeding the fires. It's, it's an experience, and you're touching the lives of, of people nationally and internationally, and, and no two events are the same. Your, your experience really is, is unique, and, it, and it's such a rush, and it's so exciting, and it's such a fun day, too. And we have a really diverse uh, bunch of volunteers. Ages range from all over the place, and backgrounds, and, you know, what people do for a living. And so there, there really is a space for everybody, depending on what you like to do. So if you're a chatty Kathy like myself, <laughs> then you're probably going to be a greeter and telling people at Waterfire where to go and, you know, the best way to uh, get from A to B, right? Yep. Yep, and that's the beauty of it, too. You know, it, it is such a diverse group of people. I mean, we've got volunteers who have been with us 5, 10, 20 years, wow. and, I mean, they keep coming back. They just love it. And, and, you know, you think about each event, we need anywhere from 180 to 300 volunteers. So there's absolutely no shortage of things to do throughout the day. And even before the event, you know, we're, we're prepping all of the wood and filling the boats for the feedings and for the lightings. We're getting all the stars ready as part of our Starry Starry Night installation. And, there's just so much to do, and, and whether you're a family or you're a corporate group, there's literally something for everyone, and, you know, it's, it's a very flexible and really fun day as well. So what are some of your, you know, like I said, there's some magical moments you've seen a lot, but, you know, from your perspective in doing this and you get to work with all these people that you're bringing in and coordinating, what are some of your favorite moments that you'd highlight that you've seen? I'd have, you know, the first one that just comes to mind is, is this first event that, that kind of just passed by May 26th. Um, 
the lighting ceremony, when that first song starts playing, it's, it's always the song that indicates that water fire is starting. And I, and I get such a rush from it. And seeing the boats line up, looking at our captains and our guest lighters and our fire tenders and seeing how lit up and excited they are. And I, you know, I'm kind of behind the scenes walking along the installation, leading the boats into the basin. And that for me, once, once you go in there, it's almost like breathtaking, you know, walking into the basin, seeing thousands of people, families, you know, you have kids there, you have just like groups there. And it's just, it's such an amazing and humbling experience. And it really does. It, it took my breath away. And That's awesome. the whole lighting ceremony was, was fantastic. It was just and I know you've got Jerry with you, too. Jerry Suggs, who has been volunteering. Now he's with Water Fire helping in the volunteer office, but was volunteering in the Starfield all the yep. time. So does Jerry have just a couple of minutes to come on, like literally two or three minutes to come on and tell us his favorite story um, and why he's been with Water Fire and what he's seen in the Starfield, yeah. perhaps? Absolutely. I'll hand it over to him. Hello. Hello, Jerry. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you, Bronwyn? We're doing great. We're all excited for this weekend. And, you know, I'd love to hear from you because I know that you're in the Starfield and you volunteered there. Well, you've volunteered in many different positions at Waterfire. Do you have a favorite? <laughs> I actually switched to the Starfield simply because I couldn't stand on my feet for a whole event. But I loved being an ambassador of light at one of the guest stations and interacting with the public people coming in with questions and doing different things and just totally interacting with people from all over. Um, but I switched to the star field so that I can on occasion get off my feet, but I still have the opportunity to interact with lots of people who come and look at what I consider a very sacred part of water fire. It's the Memorial Park area, and we have people coming in and visiting the uh, Jewish Holocaust Memorial, the World War II Memorial, yeah. making a wish under a luminaria, making a wish upon a star. We have people, we have wedding proposals that take place in the star field. It's a very, very, very fun, interesting part of the installation. Talk about progress in the city. Both those memorials you just mentioned, they haven't been there that long. <laughs> no, the Holocaust Memorial, what, last year was that? Yeah. And last year, I believe, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's been really beautiful to watch how people interact. But Jerry, I know that you can always be found down in the Starfield. Sounds like you're not moving from that space because <laughs> you like it, and it's a really, as you said, a magical place to be. Um, anything else that you'd like to add? We only have one minute left before we've got to go to break. Well, I think people should look at Water Fire and think that they could participate, they could sign up and be a volunteer. Nothing in the world like this takes place anywhere except here in Providence in Rhode Island. It's a magical experience, and people should want to be part of it. It's really fulfilling for a lot of reasons. Well, thank you to both of you guys for your efforts. Yeah, and, you know, thanks for uh, taking the time out because, again, I know you are super busy over there at Waterfire getting all the volunteers together and getting ready for this weekend. So, Jamie, Jerry, thank you so much for all that you do as well uh, at Waterfire. Great to speak to you this afternoon, and we should uh, talk a little bit more with you at a future show just about all the different opportunities at Waterfire and really start to break them down because it's cool. It's a nice little family to be part of, don't you think? Yes, 
I do. All right. Well, listen, enjoy your day, everybody that's out there. We've been talking with Rick Simone, who is my co-host, and then Jerry Suggs and Jamie Leva, who are in the volunteer department and uh, managing that at Waterfire. We, as we get ready for this weekend, Sunday, Basin Lighting for the Rhode Island Day of Portugal. So when we come back, we are going to tell you all about the incredible things happening this weekend with Rhode Island's Day of Portugal. So please don't change that dial. Back to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Denenfelser. Call Bronwyn now at 401-437-5000 or 888-345-0790 on AM790 Talk and Business. And hello, hello, hello. We have been gearing up this whole time, getting ready to talk about the Day of Portugal, Rhode Island, and the celebrations happening all weekend at Waterfire. I am Bronwyn Dannenfeld, so your host, but I'm here with my other fabulous co-host, uh, Rick Simone, and we've been talking about food and events, which is a perfect segue into speaking to the president of the Rhode Island Day of Portugal, or Day of Portugal, Rhode Island. I keep getting them backwards, but it's Orlando <laughs> Matus. Orlando, how are are you? Hi, Bronwyn. How are you? Thank I, you for having me on. Oh, well, thank you. I've got to tell you, I am so impressed about all of the hard work that has gone into um, what looks like an incredible lineup of events, both Saturday and Sunday this week, um, all again in celebration of Rhode Island Day of Portugal. So I'm going to hand this off to you for a moment so that you can give us a little bit of a history of the Rhode Island Day of Portugal and why this one coming up is so important. Certainly. Um, thank you for the opportunity. Um, first of all, the uh, Round Day of Portugal um, organization has been around for, uh, organized for 41 years now. Uh, we had a 40th celebration last year, and um, we've been continuously celebrating on June 9th or 10th. Uh, for a long period of time, we started uh, over at the Indy Point Park, the State House. And uh, we then uh, moved on to the surrounding communities, um, mm. uh, Portuguese communities. And um, today we're back at um, uh, uh, Alex Anani Center, where uh, we've been there for 10 years celebrating uh, the Round Day of Portugal, which is on um, June 10th, the official day. Mm -hmm. um, this year is a grand year. Um, we have the uh, president of Portugal, the prime minister of Portugal, the president of Azores, and many other dignitaries all converging uh, here in little uh, Rhode Island uh, for the festivities. So we're quite honored, and um, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to have all those uh, heads of state um, here in um, Rhode Island and uh, celebrating Providence. Yeah, that in and of itself is a fantastic thing to to be able to, to call it score to bring in these type yeah. of dignitaries for this says a lot about what you guys have accomplished. I mean, they must have uh, heard or known or gotten feedback through you know all the different national uh, the Portuguese people that have attended because that's a big deal. It's a very big deal to be able to have them come into Rhode Island for this. It, it is a big deal, and I, I think that the credit goes to the Portuguese American community uh, because and. Uh, Obviously, the state and the city of Providence, Waterfire is such a great, uh, we're, we're happy to partner with Waterfire. It's such a great spectacle. And I, I think it's the arts and culture that, that you know, that really sparked all this. Um, and they were fascinated with it. Uh, the uh, Day of Portugal celebrations is about art and culture. And I couldn't mm -hmm. see a better... Um, a better partnership. And um, 
so I, I really believe that that's what won uh, the opportunity for them to appear is what we've done in the past yes. to showcase uh, this arts and culture here in the uh, in the state, and um, especially this year, we're uh, partnering with the PVD Fest. Uh, once again, it's all about arts and culture, and um, we we are so happy to, to, to be part of all this, um, this festivity during well, this weekend of 9th and 10th. Yeah, and you know, when I remember when I was talking to, I believe it was Lionel last year about this, I never realized how large um, our Portuguese population is that's here in Rhode Island. And the thing that he told me, which I found really interesting, Orlando, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, is that there was a point where there was the immigration and everybody was coming over here, and people were at one point almost wanting to become so Americanized that they were denying their heritage and these customs and traditions, and there's been a reversal of that. And that's what Lionel was telling me last year, and I know some other people that I worked with, is that you have a very um, robust, I want to say, um, audience when it comes to, and, and people that are part of the Portuguese Heritage Festival and the Day of Portugal, that's a younger generation that, you know, are going back and they're very proud, and it's they're loving, uh, I guess, the ability to be able to highlight their culture and bring that culture to the table. Uh, do you see that as well? Uh, yes. Yeah, so what uh, Lionel said in the past, that, that you know, early on, um, we were all, uh, as immigrants, you know, almost, uh, I would say, embarrassed because, it's, because people just didn't know. Um, but now I think it's a global thing. Everybody's this curiosity. Everybody wants to share experiences. I, I think um, uh, just sharing each other's experiences and um, uh, traditions is very important, you know, now. Mm -hmm. um, and we're fortunate that, uh, we're, you know, the Portuguese community is rich in traditions. We're actually celebrating at the same time 900 years of Portuguese history. Uh, that is so powerful. Um, the Portuguese government has uh, um, a showing at RISD currently happening for the for the month of um, June. It's called um, what do you call design um, in Portuguese, and uh, it, it's being it's downtown at the RISD uh, one of the RISD museums, and uh, we have all sorts of. Um, artwork from Portugal on exhibit, and I recommend everybody to go out and um, view that body of work. Yeah. And uh, it's it's one of those phenomenons that we're proud of. And um, I think, in general, everybody, you know, whether whatever your ethnicity is, people want to know and people want to share and experience. So and that's what the arts do. So, Orlando, go back to the festival for a second here. Got any Portuguese wine? <laughs> uh, of course, Portuguese wine, Portuguese beer. Um, Superbach is w one of the, the better beers from Portugal. Uh, we will be featuring that beer. They're one of our sponsors and uh, of leather. And uh, we got Cabrige, uh, many great wines. And we also have uh, the Taste of Portugal. We're at the Capitol Grill. It's a private event that will be, uh, be held on Sunday at 7.30 p.m. And... Um, once again, the Capitol Grill is closing for this event. It's all Portuguese food, Portuguese drinks, um, 
and obviously conversation and socializing and experiencing Portugal there that evening. So there's an all-around education associated with this from the arts and the culture side, but the culture, I mean, and I talk about this all the time, culture is also food, wines, people's traditions that go behind that. So the event at the Capitol Grill, is there still tickets available for that? Well, uh, unfortunately, uh, we have sold out, or fortunately, however you want to look at it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's sold out quickly. Uh, and and the good news is you can go so right over to the Alex Anani Center. It's tough, yes. Because yeah. um, that's what I'd like to just go into, because I, I want to make sure we can get this out there. Sorry, Orlando, for speaking over uh, you there for a second. But the Alex Anani Skating Rink, all Saturday starting at noon, and then going until, gosh, really late. I think one is midnight, right? And then Sunday. Right. We're, uh, we're doing from... Um, Midday to midnight, uh, 12 hours of entertainment, uh, Portuguese food and drink. Once again, and this is free to the public, free entertainment to the public. Uh, it's all about, once again, for me this year, it's about unity and sharing the experiences. And so we're going all out because it's such a grand year and such a, an, uh, an honor to, to have our president here and our prime minister celebrating with uh, little Rhode Island, you know. Uh, so it's, it's great. In Rhode Island, has the largest percentage of Portuguese Americans in the country. Um, And we have so many communities, East Providence, uh, Central Falls, Cumberland, Pawtucket, um, Bristol, that have large amounts of Portuguese Americans um, in the community. And, and of course, Providence also. Um, So the Fox Point area for the longest time was a rich uh, neighborhood uh, with the Portuguese Americans. so. That's awesome. Yes, and it looks like as I was looking, there, there is a website so that people can go to Day of Portugal, Rhode Island and see kind of the run of show between Saturday and Sunday. And it looks like it's a mixture of old and new. There's folkloric dancers, um, correct, Orlando? And then there's it looks like more contemporary music. Can you just say a couple words about each of those? Oh, ab- absolutely. Um, we, it, it is that. Uh, we have entertainment from Portugal. We have entertainment from the United States. We have entertainment from Canada that will be um, sprinkled out throughout both days. Uh, we have folklore. Um, that's the roots. That's the, the dance that, um, uh, you know, for, tr- for many years uh, we practice and we continue the tradition. Um, and uh, some of the surrounding clubs will be participating. We have um, marching bands, uh, which... Uh, will be performing the national anthems when the president is here. We have a parade um, on the 10th also from the State House to the Alex Amani Center, um, where all the Portuguese organizations, the surrounding organizations, have joined us. Even from Massachusetts, they're coming in and um, celebrating with us because we're all one community, no matter where we come from. Uh, And we want to share that with with the rest of the world. Well, I think it's going to be an amazing weekend. You've got great weather. We are so excited for the water fire aspect of this as well and the lighting, which is happening on Sunday. I'm going to send our listeners, Orlando, to the Day of Portugal, Rhode Island website. Um, And anybody who is out there and on Facebook, we have links to that on the water fire Facebook page as well. Because.
because this is a celebration not to be missed. And I would love to have you on on another show as well, Orlando, to tell me, one, A, how did it go? But also to talk a little bit more about that heritage that you were just talking about and the history and, um, you know, what makes you proud to be Portuguese. And do you actually want to help me close our show with letting us know uh, what makes you the proudest in one sentence? What makes you proud to be Portuguese? What makes me proud? Um, our heritage. Um, we have so much to offer the world. Uh, it, it's, it, you know, most people, the first thing that they think about is the food um, and the drinks. And the, that is such a rich part of us, the music and, the, you know, the Portuguese molasadas that everybody cherishes. Uh, that, those are the Portuguese uh, doughboys and so on. Uh, we have all that at the festival, so I, I'm really proud. And if people want more information, go to ridedayofportugal.org uh, mm-hmm. and find out more about us. Uh, read and um, and then come and join us on uh, June 9th and 10th for 12 hours each day, 12 noon to midnight, um, and just participate with us. That's all I ask. Oh, congratulations to you guys. You put together an amazing thing, and it's going to be a fun weekend for sure. I think it's going to be great, and I want to thank you for taking the time because it's not like you've got anything else to do, right, Orlando, right (laughs) now? (laughs) Look, look, I'm glad to do this uh, and uh, promote uh, our event and Round Day of Portugal. Um, Thank you both so much. Uh, It's been a pleasure, and uh, we'll we'll talk soon, I hope. Always a pleasure. Um, Everybody out there, that was Orlando Matus. He's the president of the uh, Rhode Island Day of Portugal. We were talking about this incredible event happening Saturday and Sunday this weekend, and of course, part of that is a basin lighting of water fire on Sunday where the president of Portugal will be lighting our fires along with the prime minister, and we will have everybody from the, um, gosh, I guess I want to say the Rhode Island and Massachusetts Portuguese heritage uh, you know, groups and festivals joining us and, and teaching us a little bit about their culture. So, Rick, are you going to be there eating up a storm? Uh, now that I know drinking? the Portuguese wine's going to be there, I'm going to find my way down there. It's, it's a busy, I mean, it's a very, very busy weekend, a lot going on. People are certainly not going to be bored this weekend. No, not at all. And I want to thank you for taking the time uh, to come out and see me. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier because I know everybody that's listened to the show has probably just had a great time and wants to know more and pick your brain more. At least I do about especially our new restaurants, food, entertainment events happening and um, hopefully you will join us uh, much more frequently. Thank you. It's been fun. I think we can make that happen. All right, everybody out there. You have been listening to Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM 790, your station for talk and business. This is Bronwyn Dannenfelter of Water Fire and Rick Simone. Uh, We are uh, checking out on this beautiful day and hoping to see you this weekend at all the wonderful events and down by the riverside. Sunday, not Saturday, Sunday lighting. All right, everybody, enjoy the rest of your day.